To all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome to the 30-Minute Lockdown, episode 22, man. We back in the building, man, each and every Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. On all your popular platforms, each your podcast from, I am your host, Coach Defense, man. Right back at you with another installment of the NFL preseason rundown, the NFC South edition. We are back, man, with another video, man. This series has been definitely been doing well on the channel, man, and I think everybody's been viewing it up to this point, fans included of your specific specific teams. And uh, we've definitely been doing this thing big, man. Uh, we are four divisions in. We are going to do our fifth today, the NFC South. And uh, it's going to be a very interesting uh, breakdown for this particular division because I'm here to tell you, the NFC South is not what we've known it to be for the last several years. It's definitely going to be different. I feel like the South as a whole, this AFC and NFC South, are going to be different this year. And I think that um, we're going to be in for some uh, changes. I mean, if you're a fan of any of those teams in those in those two divisions, man, there's going to be a lot of changes going on, a lot of growing pains. Things going to be different. Coaches are different. Players are different. Quarterbacks are different. There's a lot of changes happening in this division, man. So uh, we're going to get into it, man, in short order. So uh, let's talk about the NFC South uh, as, as a whole in the preseason. Like I said, we're going to break down the free agency moves, the draft moves, the trades they made, and we're going to give them overall grade for their roster. Like I said, we got Bryce Young, Kyle Pitts, Mike Evans, and Alvin Kamara, just to name a few people, you know, that are uh, star-studded, you know, names in this particular division. So we're going to see exactly what this uh, division has and what it holds. It was, you know, pretty pretty much put on lock by Tom Brady uh, over the last uh, two to three years for sure. And uh, he's gone. And and I tell you, man, Tom Brady is like a bad breakup, you know, you know, for the person that's really hurt by it because he when he leaves. It's a lot of emotional therapy and a lot of work you need to do it yourself in order to get back right. Because he left the Patriots in disarray and they haven't got back right since. And he's leaving the Bucks in the same vein, man. Uh, he gives them a lot of fanfare, a lot of success while he's there. But when he leaves, it's a totally different environment. Totally different environment. So as we've been doing, we get we take their mascot names and we break them down in alphabetical order just to not be biased. And then we do them in that order. So this week, you know, we're going to start off with the temperate Buccaneers, as we actually quoted, talking about them. And, uh, yeah, like I said, Tom's gone, and in comes Baker Mayfield, of all people. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big Baker Mayfield fan at all, never have. I think that, um, you know, I think people give, and I think we said this in a few different, in different of the podcasts I've been doing, on, been doing over the past several weeks, that people would have been drafted in the first round got a lot of chances. And Baker Mayfield has got another chance. This is what he's on his fourth. He left the Browns. He went to the Panthers, and then he's back with the. Uh, then he went to the Rams for half a season. Now he's with the Bucks. So yeah, so he's now likely going to be the starting quarterback of this team. They picked up Chase Edmonds as well as a running back uh, to help their running back room out. They got Mike Fowler and free agency for the former Charger. Good luck with that. Um, you know, no shade on Matt Fowler. He just he just seems as if he lost his. Uh, his fire, in a sense, in certain spec- certain aspects of how he played O-line for the Chargers last couple of seasons. Uh, but they did get great gains. I do like great gains from the Rams, a defensive tackle, um, to fill out their room with uh, Vita Vea and who they drafted. I'm going to get into in a minute. Uh, resign Levante David, lifelong Buccaneer, resigned him to a one-year deal, and they resigned Jamel Dean. So that was a good addition to their defensive side of the ball. So let's talk about the draft. <sighs> draft was interesting. I think the first half and the bottom part of it I really liked couple of little head scratches here, but um, but when they drafted Kalaja Kansi in the first round, I'm like, oh, that's a steal. That's a steal for them. Um, you know, and this is Tabo's MO, right? Like, he's a defensive guy. He, he has really tremendously 
uh, focused mind when it comes to defensive talent and defensive schemes, right? So he went out and got Kalaja Kansi to pair up with him and Vita Vey in that middle. Uh, that's 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 a rough ask to block them two jokers. So I'm here to tell you, Kalaja Kansi is drawing a lot of Aaron Donald comparisons, and his tape it definitely shows a lot of promise. So for him to be in that middle of that defense along with Vita Vey, just think about like this: you had a double team Vita Vey. And what are you going to do with Kalaja Kansi going one-on-one against him, uh, assuming he's as good as we think he is? It's a rough ask. It's a rough ask. I'm, I'm going to pray for the guards that have to face the Buccaneers this year. I'm just going to pray for them. Uh, the second round that picked up, Cody Mock, was a great steal uh, for them uh, from an offensive line perspective. I think, although he played tackle in college, I think he's going to kick in the guard. Um, Yaya Diaby, the edge rusher from Louisville, I think he's going to be a solid uh, rotational guy for them. Um, they're looking for, uh, I guess you can say, a, another edge to kind of fill in with Shaq Barrett and uh, and Shron- Joe Tryon Sharinka. Um, so we will see how Yaya folk, you know, folds into that defensive scheme. Uh, they got, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce his first name, you can read on the screen. Uh, Dennis, the linebacker from Pittsburgh. Um, they got Paid Derman. Um, from Purdue, solid tight end. I think um, Josh Haynes is cornerback. I do like the Trey Palmer pickup um, in the sixth round. He's a solid wide receiver. Surprisingly, he fell to the sixth. Um, then they got Jose Ramirez, another edge from Eastern Michigan. So overall, solid draft. I mean, I like the Trey Turner pick. I like the first three picks and uh, other ones. Me to me, a little bit of a project, but I would say overall, I think they did pretty well in the draft. Um, but again, the biggest and most glaring issue for me is the quarterback position. So when we talk about the roster as a whole. Like the Baker Mayfield, I mean, I think there's a clear ceiling at this point. I really think there's a clear ceiling. And to go from Baker Mayfield to from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield, to go from Tom Brady to Mac Jones, then Baker Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield. Oof, that's that's a lot. That's a lot to ask, man. A lot of shoes to fill, a lot of big shoes to fill. Because you know, I mean, honestly, I really think they got talent on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I think they need to reshuffle their line and get that working better. Um, we'll get into that in a second. But Baker being a quarterback. It's a clear ceiling for me. I really think that their offense is going to look much different than their Bucks fans the last few years. Definitely not, you know, world-beating in, in a sense, putting up big numbers in Tampa Bay this year. It's going to be back to reality a little bit when it comes down to Baker Mayfield being your quarterback. Rashad White's the incumbent starter. Uh, Chase Edmonds is the second uh, overall guy. And I really like the guy, Sean Tucker, who they picked up uh, as a UDFA. I'm hoping that he makes the roster because I really like him and I think that he could be a really good back in this league. Um, just I'm very shocked that he, you know, I know he had a little bit of an injury bug last year, but very shocked based on when he's filming his talent level in college, his production, he didn't get uh, a drafted look. So I think that he might sneak into this roster and make the 53. If he does, look for him to make some waves, man, especially if somebody gets hurt, you know, God forbid. Your receivers all good. Listen, they had to trade Palmer to this. I think they got four top top end receivers. They got Evans, Godwin, Gage, and then they added Trey Palmer to that as their fourth. So I think they have four league, four highly talented receivers in their room. Kate Odden's a tight end, big tight end, big target. You know, he has a Gronk type body. I'm not sure if he will ever be Gronkowski, obviously, but definitely a big tight end, uh, big target for Baker Mayfield. And they got Pay Derman, who they drafted. Um, Tristan Worf is their left tackle still. Uh, Nick Leverett is bringing in the left guard. Ryan Jensen is still there. Cody Mock is going to play in, in right guard, most likely. And Luke Godi- Godecki, uh, who they got in the uh, draft last year. So um, I like Gadecki, I like Worf's uh, mock, of course, Jensen. So that left guard is only kind of way, kind of positioned. I'm kind of wondering whether Le- Le- Leverett or Fowler will fill in. For um, Fowler's obviously a veteran. He's played left guard for quite some time. So he might supersede Nick, but we'll see. But, I mean, overall, if they do that, either one. If if Nick wins a starting job but Matt gets it, I think they'll have a solid O-line. But yet again, how far can Baker take me? Now, defensively, I love what they do on the side of the ball. I do. Like I said, Kalaja Kansi and Vita Vey in the middle. 
Uh, they got Logan Hall slated as another guy, but I think Greg Gaines is going to be the third defensive tackle um, in this 34-style defense. Um, then they got, like I said, Joe Tryon, Shorinka, and Shaq Barrett, with Yaya Diaby filling in. Uh, Devontae, Levante David and, David and Devin White in the middle, two Rockwallers of linebackers who I absolutely positively love, especially as a tandem. Great there, um, as well as the secondary. Uh, you got Carlson Davis and Jamel Dean filling in um, their starting corners. Um, Kayvon, Kayvon Merriweather, who I like as safety, I think he'll play some some snaps along with Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, I think he's going to be solid, as well as um, you know uh, Zion McCullough. Uh, I think he's a solid uh, corner that's going to that's going to emerge, just get some playing time as well. So overall, I mean, the starters I love. I mean, their depth is a little bit questionable. Um, if might somebody takes an injury, but I think. On paper, this their starters look really good on defense, and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to cut their teeth on defense. And that's where they're gonna make their money because if they don't stop people and consistently stop people on defense, the offense is gonna not be uh be able to you know carry them, in my opinion. So it's gonna be a defensive battle. And Todd, you're on the hot seat, buddy. I mean, I hate to say it, but um, let's you know, Bruce can pull some strings and keep you in the house if you don't win this year. Uh, I got a feeling that if you don't win this year, you might be you might be adios or why because I don't think they're going to give you the runway that they will give some other folks, if you catch what I'm saying, that uh, that they do. And I think they're going to bring in a new coaching staff if you don't win this year. And with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback, I'm going to pray for you. Just being honest. Just being honest. So their preseason grade again for them is the preseason grade of C. I, I think they are lying is solid. I love their receivers. Their defense I love. Starter-wise, not a whole lot of depth. Um, but their quarterback and their running back situation, and how they run the ball, or do they or don't they, new O.C., I'm curious about how this team is going to fare in this totality. And the big main reason for this grade is the fact that their quarterback is uh, is underachiever. From a first round, first overall pick in the draft to, to where he's at now, I, I just don't. I think there's a clear ceiling here, and I don't think Baker Memphis can take you to the depths, or even maybe a, a quarter or half the depths what Tom Brady did, even in the advanced years that he was in Tampa. So we'll see. I mean, we hope for the best for in, in all regards, but I don't think they're going to go far based upon where they select this quarterback. So we'll see. Moving on to the Falcons. Now, the Falcons had an interesting offseason. They went out and spent some money. Um, they were 7-10 last year, um, obviously, um, with uh, Matt Marcus Mariota and, and Desmond Ritter towards the end of the season being the starter. Desmond Ritter, Mar- Mariota's gone. He's now uh, in, in Philly, I believe. And uh, so we got Desmond Ritter. He, that's his job. He's, it's, it's, it's his to have. He's no longer being challenged. He's the starter. Um, they did go out and get Tyler Heineke to compete with them, though. Uh, the commander's old, uh, I guess you can say backup, uh, to compete with them. When I also got Mac Hollins, wide receiver, um, to go along with uh, Drake London on the outside. They also got Scotty Miller, a slot guy, speedy guy from Tampa. Uh, when I got John Smith as well as a draft they trade, they traded with the, with the Patriots and went out and got him to add with uh, to the room with him and Cal Pitts, which I think is a good move. Uh, Trey Flowers, they signed him into a one-year deal, corner, Mike Hughes as well. Uh, they traded for Jeff Okuda, would uh, form a fir- third overall pick. Um, and he went out and spent money on Jesse Bates as a safety. So I think they've upgraded in the clear cut areas where they really needed help um, in free agency. I think I do think they did themselves a good service in bringing these guys in. On top of the fact they re-signed two of their old linemen, uh, Caleb McGarry to a three-year deal, Christian Lindstrom to a five-year deal, uh, re-brought back Lorenzo Carter, edge rusher, to a one-year deal. They brought in Bud Dupree. Or the one year deal, so they got two solid edges to go along with uh Arnold Epichetti. Uh, they did also, also went on got Clarence Campbell, who's a beast of a run stopping DT, to go along with uh Grady Jarrett. 
Um, they also got David Onyemata on a three-year deal. So that's their D-line, Edge, and, and their O-line is pretty solidified, as well as their secondary. So I think they spent money where they needed to spend it. They got a guy on a rookie deal, so they went out and spent their cash. And I definitely believe this team is much better today than it was last year. This is all free agency. Then we reached the draft. They didn't have a, a heap of lot of picks, but they did hit on a few. Uh, clearly, driving the beach on Robinson with a number eight overall pick was was a slam dunk. I mean, you're going to have a guy who was a three down back and a, and a dominant one in in every facet of the running back position, running, passing, blocking. He's he's everything that you need to in a package. And I'm I haven't seen a guy that's polished in quite some time come out of coming out of the, uh, the draft just ready to go. Um, and I think Bijan is that guy. I think he's going to be a home run hitter for them. Uh, they go also when I got some depth online and drafted in the second round of Matthew Bergen Bergeron. I think that's how you say it. When I got an edge rusher, another depth edge rusher in Zach Harrison, uh, Clark Phillips, the third cornerback uh, from Utah. You got uh, Demarco Hellman, uh, safety from Alabama, and we all got another D O lineman from uh, South Carolina, uh, Joe Von Gwynn. Uh, so solid draft. I love the Bijan pick. I love the Clark Phillips pick. I love the Demarco Hellman pick. Um, Matthew Bergeron, Bergeron, I'm pretty comfortable with. Um, the other two may be projects, but I definitely think they hit on you know several of their picks, even in the later rounds. So looking at their depth, like I said, Desmond Ritter is a starter. Tevin Tyler Heineke is not going to back him up. Bijan's your starter. Um, Tyler Algier is going to back him up. They got Cordero Patterson still in house, along with Caleb Hudley. So they got four solid running backs. So they're definitely going to uh, be uh, okay there, even if a guy takes injury. We hope we knock on wood that doesn't happen. Um, definitely solid from that running back position. Then we get to the receiver. Like I said, I went on guys, Scotty Miller and Mac Hollins. I still think they could use another one. I really think they could use a good solid number two. Mac Hollins is okay, but I, I'm just not a big fan of him drawing attention away from Drake London, in my opinion. But Kyle Pitts is, is like a receiver at tight end. Him and John Smith with their athleticism and their ability to catch passes, I think that they're going to lean on that power running two tight end, uh, two receiver look, and then they can line up Scotty sometimes in three wide. Um, to kind of take a top off the defense. Um, so it'll be solid. I mean, but again, this uh, this all uh, stops and starts with Desmond Ritter's production. Can he be Can he be the quarterback he was in Cincinnati? Do do we or don't we know that? Is it going to be the question at the end of the season, uh, whether or not he's going to be the uh, incumbent going forward? The O-line is solid. Like I said, they got Matthew Bergeron as the guard who they drafted. Um, that was the only hole that he really needed to fill. Uh, Jake Matthews has been at left tackle for a while. They got, so they re-signed Lindstrom and McGarry, like I said. And his center is Drew Dallum. Um, so we'll see. I think the center position is probably the only really, really weak spot there, um, which it says a lot. I mean, I think co- rookie quarterbacks or uh, early early young quarterbacks need solid uh, centers. So we'll see how Drew and Dallum and Desmond Ritter mesh and, and build. Um, but they sew that up. I think they can be productive in, in this division. All right, defensively, I do like what they're doing here. Like I said, the O-line is solid. I mean, excuse me, the D-line is solid. Calais Campbell, Ayamada, Grady Jarrett. Eddie Goldman came back as a rotational guy. Um, Bud Dupree and Lorenzo Carter on the, on the edge with Arnold Epichetti. So they got three solid edges. Um, they run the, their linebacker core is is it's the only written thing really, you know, kind of a I won't call it a red flag, but I'm questioning it, what they're doing there. Uh, I love Troy Anderson. Troy Anderson is a solid pick. Um, super fast, super athletic. You know, tall, rangy, side on the sideline. Um, Mikael Walker is a project too. That I think he can get some minutes, but Caden Ellis is the starter right now. Um, I would say that for sure, Detroit Anderson is going to be uh, a really good playmaking linebacker for them. It's just the wood is going to fill in in the secondary role. It's going to be Mikael or Caden. Um, my money might be on Mikael because I like Mikael's uh, tape out of college. So 
we're going to see exactly who supplants who. But I, I like uh, Troy Anderson, and, but they need to show up their linebacking crew in either in-house or in free agency. Uh, corners, like I said, they drafted, they drafted, uh, and they, uh, and they signed a lot of free agency guys, uh, traded as well for guys to, to kind of bolster this room. So Jeff Okuda is obviously there. AJ Terrell, who's solid. I mean, solid outside corner. I love his uh, production so far over there. Um, like I said, they brought in Trey Flowers, Mike Hughes, his rotational guys, Clark Phillips should get some minutes. Um, you know, Richie Grant is the only guy I'm kind of questioning. I think DeMarco Hellum could plan him at some point as strong safety. And JC Bates is, is a stud. I mean, Bengals. Uh, you know, we're going to sorely miss him, I believe, um, him being in Atlanta now. But I think he's going to be a s- solid captain on his secondary in this defense as a whole. So look what just makes him to be a Pro Bowl type player this year. So overall, I think I give this roster a C plus. I think that I think they're doing they're trending in the right direction. Some guys are on one year deals, so they're not going to be there long. Um, but the core they have is pretty solid. But they got to get the quarterback situation together. I think I, I can't really grade a team high when they don't have a good quarterback. I think that's the bottom line. That's the way the league is driving, the way the league is running. If your quarterback is not solid and sewn up, I can't I can't grade you too high because again, you're only going to go as far as your quarterback takes you. And that's just the way it is. I mean, you have to have a supporting cast, gotta have O line, gotta have weapons. But if you have all that and no quarterback, you still in you still stuck. You're still stuck. So we'll see what the Rough Falcons do. But I'll give them C plus. All right, so let's move on to the Panthers. Now, the Panthers made a lot of moves as well. They went out and spent some money as well on their coaching staff and their uh recruits. Uh, free agency and the draft. So let's talk about it. So they went seven to ten last year. I think everybody in the division, but the Bucks went seven to ten. Wild division, right? Wild division. But when I got Andy Dalton is for a two year deal. Is a is a looks like it's going to be the backup. I'm thinking. Uh, when I got Miles Sanders, a four year deal. He was the highest paid running back in free agency this past year. When I paid for him after trading Christian McCaffrey. Uh, when I got DJ Shark from the Lions. Uh, they went on got Adam Thielen from the Vikings. They got Hayden Hurst the tight end. They went on got Shot Tuttle. They got Von Bell and Eric Rowe. So they got a plethora of positions on both sides of the ball that they filled out in free agency, along with re-signing Bradley Bozeman to a three-year deal and bringing back Henry Anderson, a D-lineman, rotational D-lineman on the defensive side. Now, on in the draft, they didn't have a whole lot of picks either, but when I tell you they hit on probably all of them, maybe one is questionable, but out of the five, they hit on four. I think they're really ready to go. And this, this is a product of the trade that they moved up to get Bryce Young at number one. So we know this understand that they're going to have limited draft capital, but I feel like they maximize their potential. That's for sure. Because Bryce Young is a slam dunk at number one. Clearly, they're starting franchise quarterback. Getting Jonathan Mingo on Steve Smith's recommendation, getting Jonathan Mingo, a wide receiver in the second round, was a hit. Uh, DJ Johnson, linebacker from Oregon, is the only questionable one I really have on this list. Um, didn't have a whole lot of solid production, not really noteworthy name in 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 college. Um, solid player, but not you know of the elk of the other linebackers in this group. Um, but, but when I got uh, Chandler uh, Zavalia from NC State, solid interior lineman. I like I like him coming out of college, and they got Jamie Robinson, safety out of Florida State. Now I'm surprised and shocked that Jamie Robinson lasted to the fifth round. I really am. I really thought he was going to be like the third third safety taken off the board. You know, you had uh, you had two kids from Alabama or two kids from SEC and him. So I feel like that he was going to be the third guy, and he fell to the fifth. Very shocking, but I feel like he's going to be productive in this in this secondary with the, the guys they have. So look for Jamie Robinson to make some noise. I really was high on him. He was one of my sleepers coming out of college um, in this draft. So watch out for Jamie Robinson, man. So talking about the depth as well, like I said, Bryce Young is a supplant is a is a slated starter. I'm not going to say supplanted, but sir, sir, the slated starter at the moment. And his OTA has been looking good so far. So I would like to believe he's going to stay there. Um, Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard in the backfield. Um, Adam Thielen, GJ Chark. 
uh, Ter- Terrence Marshall, Jonathan Mingo, LaVisca Chenault, Shot Smith, Amir Bird. They got a solid receiving core, man. That's not a bunch of guys that are like, you know, dominant Devontae Adams type number ones, but they got a lot of guys uh, overall that can give you solid production. I think any, any of the top three to four guys can give you 100 yards a game if you let them. So to have any those have those guys spread out all across the field in three and four and five wide situations, it's gonna be hell to defend it. It really is. It really is. Cause you talk not talking about I, I would look at it like this. Only person that doesn't have legit speed on this team is Adam Thaler. Everybody else has says off over the top type speed. Chark got speed, Marshall got speed, Mingo got speed, Chanel got speed, Josh Smith, yeah. I mean, Demir Bird, they all got speed. So they are not only uh solid pass catchers, but they can run. So if you don't have a lot of fleet of foot corners on your defense, it's going to be trouble. It's going to be trouble. That Hayden Hurst pickup was very sorely needed. They haven't had a good tight end since Greg Olson. Uh, so that was good. Um, got uh, Iki Iquanu, uh, a holdover from last year, their, their top tackle. Uh, Brayden Christian at guard. Bradley Bozeman in the center. Austin Corbett at right guard. And Taylor Martin at, uh, at right uh, tackle. I got a feeling that Chandler Zavilia is going to steal that left or right guard spot. But that's just me. That's just me. I think he's a solid prospect, and he's going to look to start over one of those guys, either near or far term. So watch out for him. Now, defensively, they got uh, Henry Anderson, who they brought back. Shot Tuttle, who they brought in. Derek Brown, who's a stud. They drafted. He's in his third or fourth year, I believe, um, in, that, in that 34 style. Um, Brian Burns and uh, Marquise Hayes, who was solid for them last year, um, on the edge is going to be filling out that 34. And then it's in the interior a linebacker spot. You got Shaq Thompson, who's been solid since his inception, as well as Frank Luvi, who has been solid, sneaky good. Like he was sneaky good last year. A lot of people slept on him, but um, I'm looking for him to take a, another step. Um, and also got Amari Barno, Amari Barno, who they drafted last year, who had a bit of an injury bug. So I think he's going to be fully healthy this year. So he may get some rotational snaps and get some uh, edge rushing work um, with him and Gross Mottos in this defense. So I'm looking to him to take a take a step this year. Um, he's been a good prospect from last year. But Brian Burns is to speak for itself. I mean, he's a, just a stud, pro bowler, you know, year in, year out. But the safety is, is <laughs> the safety room, the quarterback and the defensive backs room period is is – is a plethora of talent here. It's like J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin, Dante Jackson, Von Bell, C.J. Henderson, Eric Rowe, Xavier Woods, Jeremy Chin. I mean, they got Jeremy Chin left here twice in corner and safety. Jamie Robinson, who they just brought in. Like, listen, they got a great secondary. So if they can get a consistent pass rush from both guys on, on edge, Brian Burns and whoever else, along with that interior O-line and that linebacking group, this defense is going to make some noise. Might be one of the better ones in this division for sure. So look out for this team as being a team on the rise. They're going to ascend. I believe that. And it's all predicated on how fast that Bryce Young picks up at the offense and gets it moving because this defense is going to hold for it. I do believe that. And I love what I'm seeing on this side of the ball. So I think they're doing themselves a service. On top of having a Vic Fangio uh, disciple coaching their defense, along with Frank Wright as their coordinator and their, and their, um, their head coach. So the Panthers are ready to roll, man. They're, they're, going, to, they're going to surprise some people. And if you sleep on them, they're going to beat you. So overall, I get a great. I get their uh, roster a B. I think they got a solid quarterback in the making. Um, we don't know how quickly he's going to pick up the offense and be productive. You know, much like he wasn't in college. But I think overall, I give the the the, the grade of B. I'm a little question about the inside linebacker position and the interior old line. But overall, they got every everybody else is pretty much sold up. Pretty much sold up. The edge rushing and the interior old line. Outside of that, they got pretty solid guys that in 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 the front line and in the depth. In the depth chart. So I like that this first and second string is really sewn up. So I like what they're doing there. 
So look out for the Panthers of being really good um, in, this, in this division, being really competitive. I think they're going to be much better than that 7-10 record. So moving on to the last team, the Saints. Again, 7-10 last year, um, a lot of issues with the quarterback position, in and out with different guys. So they went out and got Derek Carr from the Raiders, who I still feel like he got really done. He got a raw deal with the Raiders. I think they really did him a disservice. He should have gotten, he should have been a way, had, had a way better support system in, in Oakland and in Vegas, and he didn't get it. Um, and I feel like that he was kind of, you know, that made the scapegoat of what Josh McDaniels wanted to do there. So he didn't really get the support from him either because he wasn't his guy. So he wanted him to move him out. So he didn't support him too too well in that situation. So I hope then that he gets his second chance with the Saints and, and he shows what he can really do if he's so highly supported as the franchise guy. Four-year deal for him. So he's brought in there to be their franchise guy going forward. They went out and got Jamal Williams from the Lions on a three-year deal. They got Juwan Johnson tight end on a two-year deal. They got Foster Monroe, who I'm glad that was able to be cancer-free as of this week and was able to come out and be able to compete this year in the NFL because he was it was questionable whether or not he was going to be able to play because he got I think he got Hodgkin's lymphoma diagnosis right as he was doing his physical but he went through his treatment and went into remission really fast and is likely it's a like very good likelihood that he's going to play this year in which I'm very happy to hear shouts out to Foster Monroe a really good tight end from the Raiders uh, they got Storm Norton is also tackle for one year deal good luck with that uh Kalen I sound like I'm hating I mean he's not the, he's not a, a prototypical tackle let me just be honest with you he's a He's a rotational guy, not a very good one. I mean, should we just be honest about it? You know, former Charger, it is what it is, but good luck. <laughs> he, uh, but I hope he doesn't have to start for you to protect Derek Carr. Uh, Kalen Saunders, defensive tackle, they brought in. They brought in Lonnie Johnson, Jr., uh, cornerback. They brought in JT Gray uh, on the three-year deal, and they brought in Jonathan Abram from the Raiders. So, uh, so they brought a few Raiders guys with them, Foster Monroe, Derek Carr, and Jonathan Abrams into this uh, organization to uh, to help build them up. They re-signed Jamison Winston to be a backup and uh, got Malcolm Roach on the one-year deal and brought him back. So their draft uh, was a little bit interesting, to say the least. Um, some picks I really like, and some people I'm really scratching my head on why. The Brian Breesey pick at 29 kind of made me scratch my head about based on what they needed. Um, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure about that. I mean, solid guy, but it was guys that had more juice from, from my money. But again, it might have a role carved out for him that I don't know about. The reason why they picked him in the first round. I mean, you always kind of scratch your head about things picks early on and they end up working out and you'd be like, okay, well, all right. Then that they just fit the system. So you just did you just you just deal with you didn't take it for what it was. But a little bit questionable in that pick for especially in the first round. Then when I got Isaiah Foskey, a defensive end out of Notre Dame, another questionable guy. I I I can't name too many defensive ends that have been really productive in the league from Notre Dame. I just can't. It's a, it's a hard ask. I have to Google it. But it's a hard ask, so I'm not sure how Foss is going to do. Now, the Kendra Miller pick from TCU, I love that pick. That was a great pick for them. So him, the backup uh, Kamara, especially if he's going to be out for a few games, Kendra Miller is going to be a star. So fantasy guys, if you're looking for a solid backup, Kendra Miller might be a guy in in in, in New Orleans. Nick's uh, Sal Devia from ODU, guard, questionable. Jake Hayner, quarterback of Fresno State, questionable. Jordan Howden, Minnesota, safety, questionable. Now, the A.T. Terry pick from Wake Forest in the sixth round was a steal. Because I feel like he should have went higher in the draft because I think he's a solid wide receiver. Um, underrated speed, guy that can really stretch the field. So I think they can utilize him in certain spots um, with their receiving quarter they have. So I'm, I did like that pick. But the other ones in the middle part of it, eh, it's a wait and see. It's a wait and see. I hope it work out. But I'm not... 
that I, I could have picked some other guys in each round that I probably would have preferred outside of Kendra Miller. That's just my personal opinion. So moving on to the depth, like I said, Derek Carr's the starter. James Winston's the backup. Kamara for right now, assuming he doesn't get suspended, is going to be uh, their starter with Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller. So they got solid right running back room. They bring back Michael Thomas. Finally, he's coming back. And I argue that Michael Thomas finally, I think he really, really sat out and took his time coming back until he got himself a good quarterback. I think I didn't think he liked who the quarterback was when Drew Brees left. So he just like, look, I'm just going to sit on my rear end until they find me a decent quarterback, and then I'll come back and play. So if he plays this year with no issues, I'm going to stick to that take. But that's just that's what it is for me. Chris Olave, second-year guy, tore it up last year. Could have been rookie of the year. Michael Thomas, Rashid Shahid, Terquan Smith, A.T. Terry, James Washington, Brian Edwards, Kiki QT, good good receiving room. Juwan Johnson and Frost Monroe, Taysom Hill, solid tight end room. Trevor Penning, I got questions about him and his left ability to play left tackle, but that's what they have. Andres Pete, solid. Eric McCoy, solid. Cesar Ruiz, solid. And Ryan Ramchick, solid. We got a great solid core outside of Penning. I'm a little worried about Penning's uh, penalties and his lack, his lack of... Uh, poise when it comes down to blocking people but you know hopefully he can clean that up oh he didn't clean that up defensively uh cam jordan's still there carl grandison uh nathan shepherd uh caitlin saunders you know to round out that isaiah foskey brian receive um peyton turner so they got they got some good guys and you know, i'm not world beating and from any perspective outside of cam jordan but peyton turner needs to take a, a progressive step with that being a high draft pick for them foskey coming in receive coming in they if you rotate these guys in and out based upon, you know, the scheme and the things you want to call, they could be solid for you. So we'll see how they progress. progress. Um, Domingo Ryan's, not Domingo Ryan, excuse me, that's the, quarter, that's the coach from the Texans, jumping ahead. Demario Davis, uh, their middle linebacker and Pete Warner is going to be solid for them. Their third linebacker is only, in base, the only questionable thing I have is Zach Bond. But uh, we'll see um, how that fits out. I mean, they play a lot of nickel. Everybody plays a lot of nickel. And sub, so you don't get a whole lot of three linebackers on the field anyway. But it's nice to have if you need to go to it. Um, Marshawn Adams coming back, number one corner. Paulson Adebo, I think it's gonna be good. Bradley Roby in the slot, Tyron Matthew, Marcus Main, but Jonathan Abrams backing him up. Uh, solid, 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 solid. Uh, uh, secondary room. Um, we'll see what Alonso Taylor does and a few other guys. But um, but yeah, the starters look pretty good. They're good. They're good up front. Um, depth is kind of questionable. Kind of a wait and see. Can they? Can they? hit and progress, but I think overall, I think they're doing pretty good defensively as well, as they always do. do with, and with a defensive-minded head coach, he's just to see the expectations. So hopefully these defenses on the top 10, you know, ish, you know, based upon how they how things shake out. But, um, yeah, they got a good core. They got a good core. So overall, I give them a B-minus. I think I like their quarterback. I think they got some issues at left tackle, maybe. Um, they want, I want to see what the D-line does. Um, the linebacking group, um, I think the secondary room is going to be pretty good. Um, you know, and this how well they run the ball and, and fill out with these receivers would be the question. But I give him a B minus. I think this is solid B minus, but this division is wide open. It really is. And we'll see exactly how people shake uh out early and how they per, how they move early and how they how they have early success that might dictate who wins the division. But I really think um the Panthers can be good. I think the Saints and um maybe the Falcons, depending on how how Desmond Riddle does. But I'm looking at the Saints and the Panthers as being the front runners at this point. So we'll see how things check out. But um, but that's my breakdown. Um, we'll do next NFC South next week as we get into that, and then we'll do the West on both sides in the next three weeks. So we'll break that down in short order. But um, you know, in the meantime, between time, until next week, I'm gonna see you when I see you. Step up and log it down. <laughs>